Howdy, and welcome to the User Flows Podcast. My name is Thomas Morell, and I'll be your host. This is a place where we'll talk about UX design, careers, strategies, and processes. But most importantly, if you're an aspiring designer or professional transitioning to a career in UX design, then this is the place for you. We'll talk through all the basics of UX design and how to find a role in the field, and we'll do this by talking to those who have already done it. So user experience professionals who have had a winding road from other walks of life that led them to the field and those who have made a profession out of it. So welcome to the show. Really glad to have you here. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than the format uh, you're going to get used to, which will typically be an interview format where I interview a working professional to tell you about how they made it into the field and what their career has been like and possibly what to expect in your own career. Today's podcast is going to come from two blog posts I've written recently, um, just getting started blogging. So the first episode, first half of the episode will all be all about what is UX design really from one designer's point of view, that's me. And the second half of the podcast will be about what does a typical UX designer do on a you know day-to-day basis. Um, I really hope you enjoy the show. If you should have any questions, comments, anything, please feel free to um, DM me. Happy to answer any questions you may have and hope to talk to you soon. Okay, so what is UX design really? Before you dive into anything, it's important to define what it really is, um, what it means to you, what it means to the world and the people around you and those who will be affected by what you do. I dove into this question, what is UX design really, about 10 years ago. I was trying to find a way to define what I was doing for my clients and the companies that I worked with. What we were doing really couldn't be summed up by the terms web or digital design. It was really something else or more entirely. Around that time, I began seeing the term UX or user experience design showing up in books and blogs and elsewhere. I really didn't pay much attention to the term at first until I realized what it truly meant. And this was the the definition or the description rather, that I was really looking for, for selling my own work and kind of the work that I wanted to do. And of course, this wasn't a new term. It was just new to me. So what is UX design is a question I've been asked a lot of times in job interviews from family members and especially from prospective clients or prospective employers. If it's a field that you wish to participate in, then it will really be essential for you to establish an answer in your own words that means something to you and translates easy enough to the listener. And that'll be beneficial not only for interviewing, but also for yourself to define, you know, who you are, what you're doing, and to clarify the purpose of your professional career and endeavors. I often use this question when I'm interviewing prospective uh, designers. I don't ask it and expect a specific answer that unless the interviewer you know, repeats the definition verbatim, then it's a fail. I ask it to understand how she might think about what she does and whether she'll be able to explain and sell it to stakeholders and clients. So let's see what Wikipedia has to say about user experience design. Wikipedia explains it as user experience design is the process of supporting user behavior through usability, usefulness, desirability provided in the interaction with a product. User experience design encompasses traditional human-computer interaction, HCI, remember that term, design and extends it by addressing all aspects of a product or service as perceived by users. Now that's a pretty big mouthful, 
and a pretty long-winded explanation. A much simpler definition is offered by Don Norman, who coined the term user experience in 1993 while working at Apple. His definition goes something like this. User experience encompasses all aspects of an end user's interaction with the company, its services, and its products. You can also hear him talk a little bit more in a video that I will link in the show notes to this show. In my own humble opinion, I say user experience design is product design. The same processes used to design a website can be used to design, say, a bicycle or a toothbrush. The origins really come from human factors design and ergonomics. Professionals who call themselves user experience designers today, though, are really predominantly focused on screen design, or HCI, human-computer interaction. Whether they're working on apps, websites, web applications, software, operating systems, etc., but it also blends into the design of hardware, services, and brands. Think the overall customer experience. The way I see it is user experience design can really be seen from two perspectives. The perspective of the designer and the perspective of the user. So from the perspective of the designer, it's really the intent of the design. UX design is the iterative refinement of a product or service to bring value to a user. It focuses on the desirability, feasibility, and usability of a product. Now, from the perspective of the user, it's really all about feeling. From the perspective of the user, UX is the perception a person has when using a product or service. Do they find it useful, desirable, and can it be implemented enough easily into their life? UX design is the design of systems. It goes beyond the single screen. It is the integration of holistic experiences found while interacting with websites, apps, software, brands, services, physical products, and sometimes all the above. Let's look at the example of somebody buying an Apple computer. They'll interact with a number of things that were carefully crafted by designers and technologists of different disciplines. But all of those interactions form the experience a person has with Apple as a whole. They probably bought a Mac because of the power of their brand, the stunning advertising, and of course the beautiful design. The store experience is choreographed like a ballet from the time you are greeted at the door until the time you leave with a very precious yet very expensive box inside a very well-branded bag. When you unbox that purchase at home, it's truly an ecstatic experience if you haven't done it for yourself. Each layer of the packaging is optimally crafted for ease of use while getting prettier and sleeker and more exciting as you go. Everything has been thought through and refined down to a T. Their products come typically charged and all set up to go for, so that that first experience is really an easy one. You turn it on and you get that lovely boot up sound, the fong. You know, glowing lights, and you are off and away. The machine also comes with most of the software you'll need in a professional or student setting already installed. This software is also fairly easy to use for even the most novice of user. Yeah, I mean, navigating the advanced features of Keynotes may take a while to master, but knocking out a presentation on your first try should be simple with one of their pre-made templates. All these design features Tiny moments and micro interactions form an overall feeling and impression a person may have of a brand and its products. In other words, a user experience. Now, one person did not orchestrate that entire scenario. It happened as a team of designers worked on their crafts together, refined, tested, and refined some more, all reaching towards a single vision. 
a delighted user, and the pinnacle marriage of design and technology. Now, what I just explained above is the user perception of an experience. I'm not trying to be a cheerleader for Apple, but they are a great example of what shared values, a common goal, and seamless integration of design, tech, and business can produce. The intent from the designer side is really an iterative approach of bringing value to your customer by improving that experience that they'll have while interacting with whatever it is you're producing. It's building of the shared vision, common goal, and collaborative environment of a highly productive team is in actuality as much designed as are the products and services that those design teams sell. So as a UX designer, you really need to consider the entire journey. A user experience designer's role may be focused solely on building a small aspect of an ecosystem, but they need to connect their work to the overall system which their small piece may connect to. So where is the user coming from? Where do they want to go? Do they find it valuable? Do they find it simple and understandable? Will they come back? These are just some of the questions you'll want to consider when designing any experience. And the process to make this happen can include a number of different things. So many designers use lots of different processes and not every element is or will be used in every project, but the following are the basics that will get used in most projects. And these are terms you should probably get familiar with. User research, information architecture, visual design, usability testing, market analysis, heuristic evaluation, prototyping, and generally connecting with other humans to bring them value by improving the products that they use, be it on screen or otherwise. And the tools can include design thinking and or human-centered design, two multi-step processes used by design professionals of all backgrounds to define problems and create innovative solutions. Other tools like behavioral psychology, human factors, iteration, and more are used by both product designers and UX designers alike. Notice I didn't mention any design software. So to me, the specific design software changes too rapidly evolves too quickly, and is really all too similar in function to really matter. In the end, it doesn't matter how you got to the final design on the screen, it only matters what's there when the user clicks to interact with it. Some designers will spend their days toiling away heads down and hoodie up in Figma, while others will sketch on a sheet of paper and dive right into designing in the browser using HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. The tools really don't matter in the end. Just find the right tool that helps you think visually faster. A UX design hero of mine, Jared Spool, defines design as the rendering of intent, which I feel is a pretty fantastic definition. And I want to use a quote from an article of his that I will link in the show notes. And that quote goes something like this. Over the last year, we've started explaining design as the rendering of intent. The designer imagines an outcome and puts forth activities to make that outcome real. This concept really got me thinking about the intent of my own design and design career. And so I started writing to think how I would boil down what I do to kind of one simple statement. And so this is what I started with. Essentially to me, UX design is about improving the human experience. Even if that means you're just making someone's day that much easier. It balances organizational objectives with human nature and need. If your intent is to improve someone's experience and you can achieve that, your organization could very well be successful. If you don't improve someone's experience, then it could possibly fail. 
So breaking that down even further and trying to reduce the number of words and making it as simple as possible, I now define UX design from my own perspective as the iterative design of digital products and services to improve human interaction. And that's taken from a number of different sources and kind of worked into my own way of thinking and own way of talking. And you should probably do the same for yourself. Start, you know, look how other people explain it. Look how you perceive it and try to form it in your own words, what it is that it it means to you and how you think those who you'll have to explain it to, be it employers, family and friends, um, clients, anybody will hopefully understand it. Next, we're going to dive into exactly what a UX designer does on a day-to-day basis. So what does a UX designer do on any given day? Well, it's really not that simple, and I'll explain why. The most important aspect of getting started in anything is showing up every day and doing the work. As the old saying goes, practice makes perfect. The question becomes, what should you really be practicing every day? And now I'm going to give a big disclaimer to this one. Not every designer works the same, has the same responsibilities or roles to fill. This can look different depending on who you are, where your focus lies, what your company, team, or clients expect from you. Also, it has a lot to do with the individual designer, with their strengths, where they tend to focus their attention, and how their team really divides responsibilities. For this talk, I'll focus on the role of you, the UX designer that I'm most familiar with, someone who is in charge of or has responsibility for the overall end-to-end user experience and UI deliverables on a team. In this case, someone who is a sole contributor to an agile development team, but inside an organization with many other designers working on many other connected products. I'll speak from this point of view as this is what my experience has typically looked at, especially at the last four companies I've worked in. A typical day will start with a stand-up or check-in or whatever you call your team status meeting. A stand-up is a short meeting and yes, you really should stand. Typically, this meeting will be led by a scrum master who will either be standing in front of a physical Kanban board with all the team's goals or sharing a project management tool like Jira from their computer. Each individual on the team will state what they did the day before, what they're working on today, and what might be blocking their progress. Uh, This is a great time for the designer to connect with the development team and the product owner to answer any questions that are blocking the team and let them know where you are with your designs or the research you're working on for upcoming features. Most development teams today are working in some form of agile process, hopefully. This means major goals, features, or product releases are split up into sprints, and a sprint can last a week, two weeks, or any other agreed-upon time frame. On specific days of the sprint, designers will have to contribute to other meeting types like feature grooming, retrospectives, and sprint planning. Within each sprint, the designer will have several tasks. Uh, These could include UI design handoff to the development team, UX research for future features, usability testing, wireframing, prototyping, and the list goes on. Aside from all those deliverables, it'll be the job of the designer to help the business and the product teams to think on a more strategic level and contribute to guiding the overall product roadmap. So depending on the phase or maturity of a project, the daily standup is kind of where the whole typical 
day idea breaks down. Um, as a designer, your days will be split between a number of different activities depending on what's needed at that time. And I'll explain. Designing. Yes, a good portion of your day will be spent heads down in Sketch, Envision, Adobe XD, Figma, or any other prototyping tool that you could use. This can be high fidelity designs or low, but you should be prototyping to learn almost every day. By prototyping, I mean creating mockups that are as close to an interactive experience as possible. This allows not only the designer, but the rest of the team as well to interact with the experience like an app, or at least as similar to what a customer will feel when they interact with the actual product. And by learning, I mean using that prototype to test with the business team to ensure that it, number one, meets requirements, test with the development team to ensure the feasibility of building this design, and also test it with the folks who in the end will be using the app to make sure that it actually solves an actual need. Now, before you get to this stage of designing high fidelity prototypes, several other activities will hopefully have occurred. And let's dive into those. Strategic thinking. So designers need to help the business connect with users to gain insights into their needs and wants. This is an essential part of the designer's role. Also helping them develop the requirements of what you will be building is a really good skill set to acquire. The designer's role in this phase is to really connect with the business team to build trust and establish goals, vision, and the desired outcome that the team will be ultimately driving towards. Actual day-to-day -day work in this part of the process could include crafting and participating in user or customer interviews, analyzing customer pain points, and highlighting the opportunities. Crafting competitive research, creating user personas, collecting inspiration, um, journey map creation, and again, the list can go on. The important part is that you and the team are forming a bond and a connection around who your customer is, what your strategy is to help them, and how and on what time frame you will help them in. Now, that sounds like a lot, but you have to remember that this isn't the sole responsibility of the designer. This is really a team sport, so some of your time might be spent leading these project kickoff sessions, while other times you will be being led through them by another team member. This is a great opportunity for a designer to connect with the team and teach them anything that they might know so that the team can kind of go out and do the work on their own so that a designer won't be bogged down in doing everything. You know, share the knowledge around. Divergent thinking. Ideating, iterating, and collaborating are really the key to this phase. Design, test, repeat. You'll be sketching, wireframing, card sorting, plotting information architecture, prototyping, testing, etc., etc. So hopefully at this point, you've helped the team gather enough information to know who your customer is and roughly how you're going to go about helping them. Now it's time to put you know, pen to paper, marker to whiteboard, Sharpie to post-it, or mouse to screen. You get the point. Now is the time to generate as many ideas as possible. Now could be a great time to walk the team through an idea generating workshop or just get down to designing. This is a time for the designer to really go wild, to not be held back by constraints of what's possible or ordinary. Now is the time to innovate or simply try something new. Sketch an idea, sketch it again. Sketch it a hundred times more and in a hundred different ways. Keep testing new ideas with the team until something works, something you know sticks to the wall. 
This is all fairly low fidelity at this point, paper, pen, wireframes, or even low fidelity click-throughs that can begin to be tested and validated with customers. So, and hopefully you will have a rough outline of your design, then it's time to refine it, which leads us to convergent thinking. Developers, in the end, will need your final typography, spacing, grids, icons, and artworks ready to go. Also, you'll need to work closely with the product team to design for almost every imaginable scenario a user might encounter while using your app, so you can account for each of those. So as a designer, you really need to be good and fast in whichever tool you're going to be using. Um, it's incredible how much time can be spent designing error states and messages to help a user get back on track when things have broken down. So get good and fast so that this process doesn't in turn break you down. You've thought through every possible idea and you now have with your team decided upon a possible approach. Now it's time to converge on that idea, refine, design, and continue to test. This is where you'll start designing much more high fidelity designs. The actual user interface design the development team will build, typography mixed with imagery, color palettes, interactions, and all will need to be figured out and communicated with your team. Now, if you're lucky enough to be on a team with a very developed design system, a lot of this will already be figured out for you and you can spend your time creating your design with that system in mind to ensure that it matches up with the other products that your company puts out. Also communicate any changes, additions, alterations to that design system so that the rest of the team is aware and it can be implemented back into the organization as a whole so other designers can pick up where you left off. Now, if you are on a team that does not have a well-defined design system, you'll be spending a lot of the time in this phase crafting a beautiful design through defining the typographic hierarchy, color theory, and creating easily navigable user flows for the key interactions. A lot of time will be spent side by side with the development team, showing and documenting how your design should look, move, behave, and adapt. And you can do this all by conducting a visual quality assurance with them as they begin to code and finalize your design. A good way to break any ruts that the team can get into is by facilitating in and or participating in workshops. There will be meetings, a lot of meetings throughout your design career. Workshops are simply better. If you can't get that, then at least have a meeting with a purpose and an action that will come out of it. As a designer, you will have to present your work a lot. It's pretty much a constant kind of run through of your design. You're constantly on display. You're constantly presenting. So as a designer, I highly beg you to get really good and comfortable at facilitating activities and presentations that don't suck because most of them do. If the team is ever stuck, if something isn't working, if nobody knows what to do next, if things have been going around in circles and you keep coming back to the same old conversations, now's a great time as a designer to kind of blow up the process and put on some type of workshop. And depending on the need, you might conduct an ideation session to try new ideas, conduct a collaborative sketching session, or just help the team think through the problem at the whiteboard. The key is to get the team thinking creatively together to solve the problems and get unstuck. You know, some problems might require a more thought out workshop like a design sprint, which are three to five day collaborative sessions that you can do with your team and you'll run through the whole design thinking process. And in the end, you'll have a prototype that you can test with real customers to see if your solution solves the problem. These types of workshops, both large and small, are a designer's secret weapon to ensure that the team is always thinking creatively to solve 
problems, um, both business related and design related. So as you can see, a typical day for a UX designer is not very typical. Depending what the need is, it, your daily activities can change on a week to week, month to month, or even daily basis. Of course, every designer is different, but in the end, just remember that this is design. If you're not having fun, you're probably doing it wrong. Please feel free to DM me with any questions or comments. I'd love to hear feedback and I look forward to talking to you next week. And I just want to give one huge shout out out to Davey Reck, who has provided the music for this podcast. So Davey is his stage name, but um, he's actually a UX student of mine as well as being a fantastic musician. Um, he's a very talented designer on his way to a very fulfilling career in UX design. At He's currently a student at springboard.com where I am mentoring other design students. If you happen to have any roles open for a very musically minded and gifted designer, um, Davey might be a very good person to talk to.